The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 91 of the MX Vice Show podcast. We have just finished round two of 2022 Monster Energy Supercross. We failed at doing a show last week, but we'll get into that. Our first and last fail of 2022, trust me. We will not let that happen again. But we are here this week, and we've got Oakland to talk about, a little bit of Anaheim 1 to talk about, GP stuff to talk about, your questions, and just a lot to get to. We can get to that stuff, thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterisk Sneak for Lead Races, and Armor Nutrition. Those are our loyal partners, and they keep the lights on at the MX Vice Show. So we thank them for that, and we would appreciate it if you could support them. I know a few of those sponsors have some exciting things coming up in the next month or so. So we will have more on that and some exciting news soon and some additions to that list, which is also exciting. It's all very, it's all very exciting. Trust me, all very exciting. This is part one of the MXY show. And that, as always, is presented by Fly Racing, who redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. It has indeed. It has changed the game. And Fly Racing continue to take huge steps forward in many different lines. And it's exciting to track their progress and also support it here at MX Vice. We're very excited for what the future holds for Fly Racing. I'm Lewis Phillips, your host as normal. And with me is a man who was at round one of Supercross, but could not use that knowledge in a podcast. And now he wasn't at the, the race, he now gets to be on the podcast. Therefore, continuing the tradition of him just not really going to races because him going to Anaheim 1 was worthless, seeing as we didn't do a podcast, it's James Burfield. Good morning, Lewis. Uh, thanks for that excellent segue into uh, introducing me. So uh, I always feel empowered by you on this podcast show. It was quite a long intro, but I felt like it really summed up the essence of you as a person. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy with any type of intro, to be honest. Well, I won't get used to it because we don't know how much longer you'll be around. Well, I'd like to uh, I'd like to announce uh, today that I've got my very own podcast show coming out soon. We'll look forward to that. Very impressed by you today, actually. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Very I, impressed I love by it, you yeah. today. Uh, thank you. What time yes, is it there? Uh, it's uh, six ish in the morning. Um, yeah, six twenty one a.m. and you're recording a podcast. 
Yeah, it's an early one for me. 10.21pm for me, which means that as you get progressively more awake, I will get progressively more tired, but it's fine. I'm just hoping that my eyes sting less. Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to take from this podcast. Is that, well, to be honest you with know, you, I don't, really, I don't really need you to see for this podcast, so I couldn't care less. Okay, thanks. As long as your voice works. So it was, it was nice uh, seeing you. In, um, we did get to hang out a little bit, didn't we, in, um, in uh, LA, which was cool. I saw you at Anaheim 1 for approximately 90 seconds. Yeah, which was good. It was, that was a, a, a great 90 seconds. I yeah. felt like it was the perfect amount of time. Any Me longer too. than that. And I probably would have... Yeah, I would have been... Uh, about 87 seconds, trip. I was definitely ready to leave you. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to have... Um, I just wanted to have a real positive trip. So 90 seconds, I knew that after 90 seconds that, you know, it would then start to get progressively negative. So I just realized that, you know, what? we're here. We're, we're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun. Let's keep it that way. So we didn't do a show last week because James was tired. And also... Uh, Lewis. Lewis. How ill are you at the moment? I'm actually all right at the moment. I've just got a bit of a tickly throat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So last week's podcast show was not recorded because I had an hour and a half drive either to my place or to Lewis's place. Lewis phoned up and said, oh, by the way, Sean's literally dead, uh, our colleague. So Sean's literally dead with like man flu stroke, COVID. Yeah, our colleague. Um, and uh, Lewis had literally given him the flu. I was due to fly back later that night. So it was like, Lewis, I don't think it's a great idea me coming over to sit in a room with you next to you for two hours and then getting on a plane with your COVID. I didn't so, have COVID. Um, I tested negative. I just had a cold. Or a flu. Or a virus. So, something like that. I had something. So basically, do a podcast show, get COVID, go back on a plane, cough okay, brilliant. So you're, you're, staying, you're staying true to the COVID. Yeah, or... Or literally, uh, you know, take one for the team. So as much as I love this podcast show, no. I offered you a room and you turned it down. Again, I wanted to enjoy myself in LA. Yeah, you literally, you didn't even entertain. I actually, nope. like, you didn't even entertain the offer. No, no. It wasn't even really a conversation. It was more just like you kind of <laughs> acted like I never told, oh, I never offered that to you. <laughs> um, let, let me just tell you and the listeners a story, which I just think is hilarious. So, um, Lewis is like, yeah, why don't you uh, beat us for... Uh, I said, oh, well, actually, you didn't. I said, oh, let's, let's go out for tea. So we went to... Uh, so, so I came over to... Uh, where is it you're staying? Like, Temecula. Temecula. Uh, so I was like, oh, um, I'll come over to Temecula. It's pretty cool. It's only 40 minutes from, from Corona. So um, I was just down the road from Pro Circuit in Asterisk. So it was, it was perfectly placed for me to do what I needed to do. Uh, headed over to Lewis's. And um, he said, oh, here's the address. So I, I sort of go into this estate. And you went on to a road. Yeah, well, a road, yeah, an estate which is about the size of a normal estate in, in the UK, which uh, has about eight houses the size of Buckingham Palace uh, in America. And I said, like, oh, guys, what's, what's the number? Because, like, I'm, I've got to be in the wrong place because each one of these houses are something out of like MTV <laughs> cribs. So um, it, there's like a oh, 298 something. And so I, I found a house and I'm like, that, that's, there's no fucking way that that is the house that they went Because <laughs> there's no way that an MX Vice budget could stretch this far. Uh, given that uh, I've always held quite tight purse strings on, um, on, uh, on MX Vice. And I'm a cheap person. And Lewis is a very frugal, frugal person. So um, I was like, 
yeah, I'm just going to check this. And it's like, is it too... Not? And like, Sean's like, yeah, 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 mate. It's, it's, and I was like, holy the shit. The funny thing is, from the window, I saw you just sat outside the house in the car for like five minutes. And I was like, is he going to come in or is he just going to sit in the car? So I like knocked on the door, opened the door, and no word of a lie. It, honestly, it's out of MTV Cribs. There's a fucking chandelier. Um, there's literally, like, Lewis is... If, we, if anybody of you know Lewis, you're just going to laugh because Lewis has a tendency of when he's talking on the phone or talking to you, he doesn't stand still. He goes around in circles. So if there's some pace for him to go around in a circle, sorry, pace, it's not pacing, you're like running. Yeah. So he's literally, so when, I, when, I, when I talk to Lewis, he'll, he'll literally just go around in circles. So um, this, this house was so big, Lewis could do laps. So he could go out of the kitchen into like a dining room stroke, I don't know, entry like place or whatever, game Fully room eight. or I don't know, Fully whatever. But literally, it was about eight seconds. That's how big the house was. Instead of going around the island in the kitchen, he went around like the center part of the house, eight seconds. I went through the reception area. It is a like, NFL player's house and he's just never here. Yeah. Just absolute. Whatever I say, we'll never do that house justice. Um, on the previous episode ridiculous. of the podcast, I said that the hot tub was cold. Um, I'm happy to report that the owner sent someone round and fixed the coldness of the hot tub. Oh, wow. So, um, and what about the swimming pool? Is that cleaned now? Yep. And also heated. Oh, wow. You are loving life. So please stop with your prayers. Those really work. So, Lewis, so how, how many um, chicks have you had round to MTV Cribs now they've got the hot tubs, hot tubs oiled? Well, it's an NFL player's house, so... The thing is, I don't really know where this NFL player... is a story. Actually, this has gone on far, far, far too long. The woman who, the woman who like, runs this house said that she's got a new house that we can stay in next year, and she said it's got a motocross track in the back garden. <laughs> and Do I was you like, what? what? After seeing that house, I know you're not exaggerating. She said the house, she said the house, she said the house cost two million to buy, and she was like, yeah, if you want it, you can have it for January for the same price. And I was like... All right, put me down. Just <laughs> like, who's, who's got a house with a motocross track in the back garden? I don't know, but I'd like to introduce you to my new business, a new podcast, which is called MTV Cribs Houses You Can Rent in July. So if anybody's interested in hanging out with MX Vice, I'm actually selling rooms in the 14-bed mansion Lewis is currently in. Why July? Oh, sorry, July, January. It's the first oh, thing that okay, comes to my head. Um, yeah, well, anyway, anyway that's, enough talk about that. that's enough talking about that. So, Anaheim okay. 1, quickly, how was your experience at a Supercross for the first time? Fucking awesome. Um, I just want to just say, if you've not been to A1, um, get your ass there. Next year, January, get your ass there. It was by far uh, one of the best motocross experiences ever, including uh, nations and everything. It was freaking awesome. Um, just the whole day, uh, just was bloody brilliant. I sort of got there, hung out a little bit, went into the, to the pits and, and caught up with quite a few different people from the industry and stuff. So that was really nice. Um, amazing how many Europeans were over there as well. So, so from MXGP and, and stuff like that. So um, sort of bumped in and, and sort of spoke to sort of Max in, in Dylan Woodcock and a few other people, which was quite cool um, to see how their efforts were going and, and how things are changing, especially like Max changing from Suzuki to, to KTM and, uh, Dylan doing his privateer thing, which was pretty cool with um, Mikey Carr in the um, CMH uh, uh, holidays. That was really, really cool. And then it just got better. So um, 
uh, watched the day show, which was pretty cool in um, uh, like in the stands. And it, I think what's quite cool for the fan experience is like I was just you know sat there. There's no like industry seating or anything like that. Um, forget that. Everybody just sits with everybody. So as I'm sat there, sort of Christian Craig sat next to me. Um, so riders are just coming in and going out. I think if you're in a fan, industry that's... seating. No, I said there's no industry seating. Oh, you just no, sit in like seating. a. Okay, but um, don't worry about that shit because you can literally sit there and riders will come. You know, sit like close to you, next to you. Uh, again, where uh, I was sat in the afternoon, uh, Lucas Murrell and um, Jet Lawrence were were sat there and Jet sort of signing, taking photos and stuff like that. It's it's fucking cool. Everybody's super approachable. Um, riders are, are really chilled out. And actually, the seating's just wherever you sit in the stadium, it, it's ace. You can see, you know, see the track perfectly. But yes, like, that's how a stadium day, works. People don't really need you to explain how a stadium works. Whatever, show you prick. Um, so it literally got they got progressively better. Uh, my colleague Sean decided that he was going to sit with me in the, the night show because I had two tickets, thanks to Aaron Nixon from Monster, uh, who sorted us out, and we drank beer. So long-winded story. Bit, Wrap it up. Lewis was a little bit gutted because um, obviously uh, his best mate decided to sit with me for the rest of the evening because uh, I don't know, just fun. Um, so yeah, got you saying I'm not which was pretty cool. Uh, uh, what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sean's choice. Um, fun. I, I'm sure you are. So yeah, we drank beer. Uh, we wasn't in the part of the stadium. Speech about why am I f- why, why am I fun? <laughs> However, what was pretty cool is at the end of the night, uh, we got invited up to the Monster Suite to watch the uh, finals, which was pretty cool. So we were up there. And uh, uh, have you ever watched Storage Wars, Lewis? Yeah. Um, actually, I think it, the one where they like break open abandoned like container things, and then you bet on it and. Yes, yes. Now you remember Barry from the episode, like from no, the, I don't the know show. that much. That's, you've like, no, oh, okay. So that. there's that old guy there, uh, Barry, who's like you know, uh, he's about like 105. Um, real cool guy. He's got nice cars and, and shit like that, and uh, antagonizes the rest of the people. So um, uh, it took me a little while to work out because as soon as I went into the monster suite, the first thing I thought was, "What is Jimmy Savile doing there?" Um, then I quickly wor- worked out that this guy is like you know, super old, white hair. Um, like I'm pretty sure he had like a cigar and like a tracksuit, so that's where the whole Jimmy Savile thing come from. Um, then I quite I worked out it was like it's Barry from Storage Wars. How fucking cool! So uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, as A1 go, A1, you know my my first A1, I, I smashed it, absolutely smashed it, and the racing was awesome as well. I've never heard someone talk so fast and say so many words. Like, Honestly, that was how excited I was. I heard it was Jimmy cheap. Savile in there, and then I heard Monster Suite, and I, I just lost track because it was so fast. And, but anyway, I'm very happy that you had a great time. That's my Great on. time. I recommend A1 to everybody. Okay, brilliant. Get out Thank there. You. Right. So, and if you want a place to stay, chat to Lewis because he's got hot tubs, 14 rooms, whatever you need. Oakland at the weekend. We're two rounds in. Glad I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been the that same magical experience. Scary. Yeah, that wouldn't have been the same scary. magical experience for you. No. Um, so, Jason Anderson won, which is obviously the big news because it had been 1,415 days since he had won a main event. And actually, what had happened, what he won that 1,415 days prior was a triple crown. So technically, that wasn't an outright main event win where the gate dropped and he reached a check of flag first. Like, you win a triple crown through a bit of consistency and stuff like that. So that wasn't even like an outright 
traditional main event win. But anyway, wow. still a win. Take, take, take away the win from somebody. No, I'm, talk, no, I'm explaining the difference. I'm not I'd explaining be happy how, with a triple crown win. I'm explaining the, how long it had been, and it had been longer than most would have realized since a traditional main event win. What, 1,438 so, days? No one cares. I obviously, I obviously didn't expect, I obviously didn't pick him to win a main event this year um, in the previous podcast. I was uh, quite outright on that. Uh, who did, Lewis? I can't remember if you did, but I guess you did, seeing as you're saying that. Uh, I did. I did. But seeing it happen wasn't actually that surprising, maybe because of how well he rode at A1. When you, uh, did you watch it live? Uh, I did watch it live. Uh, can I just um, say that in, my, uh, in, in the podcast on the 5th of January, I did predict that it would be seven different winners. We're too dang. Okay. Yes, we are too dang. Were you, at all, uh, were you at all surprised to see Anderson win Oakland? Uh, was it, was it su- even... Surprised? I was surprised as in it comes sooner than I expected. That, 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 would, that was my surprise. Like, from what I've seen at A1, he looked good. See... I haven't run the numbers on this, but I'm going to. But you say sooner than you expected. Anderson is a guy who starts stronger than he finishes in a season. Typically, not so much like not so much for the last couple of years because he has been in a bit of a slump. He even said after Oakland that he was kind of on the decline before this year. But like in his noteworthy years, the championship year, his rookie year on a 450, those years in between. The, th- the month of January was always good for him. He was second at A1, I think, in his first 450 race. He won A1 the next year. So, like, typically, he does start a season strong. So that's another case, I guess, for maybe this not being so surprising. And maybe it'll be more surprising if he wins a main event in March. But this is a point where I'd like to say a fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Rentful, Jason Anderson, because he did win with his Rentful handlebars on Saturday night, and he entered the phenomenal winning world of Rentful, which is just like, well, winning world of Rentful doesn't really cover the winning that Rentful does, because like, if I give you a quick little rundown of some names in Supercross who run Rentful, you have Anderson, Cincerello, Roxon, Sexton, the Lawrences, Webb, Plessinger, Musquin, Faulkner, the whole pro circuit team, Gasgas, Factory Racing, all of those guys, Brayton, Freeze, Oldenburg. The list is quite literally endless. The winning world of Rentful is the place to be, and it's where you people should be. Why wouldn't you choose Rentful handlebars? I presume that everyone who wants or needs handlebars immediately thinks of Rentful. I'd be surprised if someone doesn't, right? I, I, I'm just so confused. Why? I'm quite freaked out now, but you're quite creepy on this whole Renful thing. I'm just talking about the winning world of Renful and Jason Anderson. I'm sure you are. I'm just that. quite scared right now. So, thanks to Renful for joining the podcast this year. Very excited to have him on board and excited to see what the future holds <sighs> wow. at Renful. Speaking of Anderson, does this change your opinion on his? longevity title chances for 2022? I don't know. It's, it's hard to think uh, about the whole um, Like, at the, the start of the year, thing. would you have said 0% chance he wins a championship? Uh, I don't know, because if I, if I go back to um, the, the first podcast, I did say seven 
Yeah, but I'm not talking about race winners. If I did before yeah, I, I won, did you think there was even a chance I, for Anderson would win the championship? Uh, I don't know. I, I genuinely think it's it's so open this year, and especially okay, for what point is, are, now two rounds in. Are you are you buying more Anderson stock championship wise? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a the performance he put in. You can definitely see him crushing it a few more times this year. Um, but I don't think it's going to go all his own way. I think that that's the that's the thing that there's seven other people there, and and there's seven other people like who have got the same sort of percentage, which could could basically uh, win the championship. Um, hmm. I, I I like what I've seen, but uh, yeah, you got to give props to Anderson. I think he's definitely stamped his. Uh, you know, early authority on the series, and basically said, "You know, I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm going to be one of the guys that you're going to need to come through." It was obviously quite a turnaround because Anaheim won. His riding was great, and he should have been on the podium. But the ending of Anaheim one was a little worrying. So I think some people were watching to see if he was going to fade a little towards the end of the Oakland main event. Um, sure. And on a similar note, Plessinger also had a god awful Anaheim one, probably the biggest disappointment at Anaheim one, and turned that around. And I would say had the best 450 race of his career. I mean, he did come close. Like, there was um, one of the Atlanta Speedway rounds last year. He was great. But yeah. I would put Oakland as his best 450 Supercross of his career. Obviously, we're very 50-50 there because he's like, Anaheim one was terrible. Oakland was great. So interesting to see what we see moving forward. But based on the fact that he basically turned his suspension setup upside down, you would think that he's now found something that will work moving forward because we're going to have tracks similar to Oakland. Like, Oakland wasn't a complete, unique beast. It was quite um, similar to what I think we'll see coming up. So I think Plessinger will have... I think this... Maybe not this good, because this is obviously quite a high level, but I think Plessinger... I think A1 will be the anomaly here. Um, I think what's interesting is when you look at the results from, from Oakland weekend, four of the top five uh, are all on new bikes. Those guys are still settling in and they're only going to get better as they tweak their bikes and, you know, and get more used to them. So I think that sets a, a little bit of a, a statement to the rest of the field. Um, I, I really liked what I seen from Pleasant at the weekend. Uh, again, it's like I don't know. A one, there was glimpse, not glimpse of it throughout the day. You could kind of see, um, you could see something within Pleasant at A one. Uh, it didn't didn't go right, obviously, in the main. However, um, obviously, Oakland redeemed himself. But I think both of those riders are gonna are, are gonna be there or thereabouts at the end of the year. Uh, okay, a bit early for that maybe, but uh, definitely like, encouraging, great start, great Oakland for both of them. Mm-hmm. I am interested to see what happens with Plessinger and his starts, because I think I said this in the other po- the previous podcast. He did say to me his starts on a KTM are very, he's very happy with his starts on a KTM, and I saw it with my own eyes, but he was very, very good out of the gate on a KTM at a Baker's factory. So very interested to see what that is looks like moving forward because obviously he had a good start at Oakland. If he can find some consistency there and actually maybe even take a few hole shots, then maybe maybe this is something. Yeah. Yeah, I think um what do you start? Fourth? I think it's fourth, fifth, something like that. Fourth, fifth. Um Yeah, I'd, I think fourth. Maybe fifth. Um Yeah, I think uh I think that's the one thing we know that those KTMs are gonna get out of the gate. Um like I said, I think he's only going to get better throughout the year. I think he's going to be... Uh, I kind of... I was excited about him at the start of the year. I think, I think he's going to be the, uh, someone who's going to get better and better throughout the year. I, I think it'll be like going back to like Cooper Webb and Cooper Webb first got on the, on the KTM. I think there's, it's, we're going to see that much difference with um, Plessinger. 
you know what? That's not even a bad comparison because um, what well, Webb's first year on the KTM, he was he went he was fifth at Anaheim, one tenth at round two, and then one round three. So, okay, Plessinger's got on the podium a round sooner, but the path isn't that like off. Like Plessinger was ninth at round one, and then's gone to second at round two. Webb was tenth at round two and went to first at round three. So the path is quite similar. So we go. Not a terrible bring, point. Do you bring something to uh, to the show? I don't know if you really brought something there, but it's not a terrible point. Okay, hang. On. So Barsha has the red plate after round two uh, once again, similar to last year, similar to the year before. Consistent as well, hey. This isn't new. It lo- it feels new because he, this isn't like he won round one and he's clinging on to it for the time being. He's actually worked his way to this position. And by the way, very I'm, I'm, I can't I cannot wrap my head around the fact that Barsha's gone three three. Anderson has gone 10-1, and somehow that means that Barsha's only three points ahead of Anderson. For some reason, I feel like, I feel like Anderson going 10-1 should mean that he should be much further behind Barsha, who's gone 3-3 three, three, than three points. Like my, yeah. my head cannot, for some reason, my head cannot make sense of that, even though it's obviously right, but like my head cannot, like I don't understand how a 10-1 can be so close to a 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's quite funny. Um, the fact that you get reward, obviously you're getting rewarded for the win, and poor Barsha has been so consistent that yeah, passengers just there there about. So um, Anderson, but yeah, uh, sorry, Anderson. Yeah, uh, one one thing I was going to say, uh, um, I was going to ask you is is, do you think, but like given that Barsha's like shown consistency, obviously we see this in previous years with you know starting well. Do you think you've seen enough in the first two ranks to say he is a contender this year? He's definitely different. He's definitely different, as in. Very happy. Very, very happy. Very comfortable. He's always seemed, he's always come across as super focused in like press conferences and stuff. But even maybe more so this year. It, it all, what, what do you mean? He seems more relaxed in press conferences? No, and like, just like kind of like very, away from like that setting, he's very happy and he's very loose and he seems to be very enjoying it. But then also when it seems, when, it, when the shoe fits, he also seems very super focused and like almost like not getting caught up in the moment, I guess you could say. Like not, you know, like it seems like he, it seems like when he, when he, when he needs to be serious, he has that part dialed, but rather than cling on to the seriousness, which can be very detrimental to a rider, he also can flick that off and, and be loose, have fun and very happy in every other setting, which obviously translates to good riding. The question of whether this continues will come when he faces some adversity which comes with a crash, bad start, or whatever. Like, if he finishes 10th in San Diego because he tips over in a turn, the, vent, the test then will be, will, it, will he rebound? Because typically, once it starts going south is when it doesn't really come back. Maybe he's kind of like found something where, um, like, behind the scenes, in a, you know, in, in, like, real life, he's found some balance, which is keeping him on that sort of even kill. So... You know, it'll be interesting to see, like, when you know you have a bad day, how quickly you can pick yourself up. But it sounds like he's got quite a good balance within his life at the moment that he's able to just kind of maintain this kind of, you know, being in a good place. I think Will Hahn has a lot to do with that as well. I think I just think I think the whole thing. I think just the whole thing. I think the so, whole there we go. Setup. The whole package. He's got the package at the moment, which is working for him. Yeah, I think the whole setup life that Barsha has work. created is just good. Cool, cool. I mean, it's gonna be exciting times to watch. I mean, I would love to see him win a title this year, wouldn't you? 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it would be a story, but also it would be a story like, for anyone. Story. To, like, it, yeah, it, sure. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really... I'm not, but I, he's shown glimpses, hasn't he? Over the years, he's shown glimpses of, of you know, just being, especially at the start of the year. Um, if he can literally put that together, string that together for, for a season. I just, think, I just think he's a great character. He's a great personality to have within the sport. And um, he has got a huge amount of fans. And I did like the classy showing of um, buying the team fried gear as well. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm indifferent to that. Okay, whatever. Quiet stuff, Tomac, through two rounds. But quietly right on track with where he normally is. He, he's sixth in the championship at the moment. He was sixth in the championship after two rounds last year. In 2020, the year that he won the championship, he was only fifth after two rounds. So, like, this is right on track with what Tomac typically, typically does. On a new bike. Maybe I still would have expected to see more flash so far. There, were, like, there was some flash in the day in Oakland and the heat race, but still, I haven't seen... There's, like, he's been, it's been quiet. There's been no, like, oh, wow, look at this moments. Yeah, but I think that's smart. I think he's on a new bike and he's finding his way. I think, I, I think he's just riding smart at the moment. He's doing what he needs to do to, to stay within the hunt. He hasn't got to like, go crazy, has he? No, uh, yeah, maybe it comes with age. Maybe that's an age thing as well. But I just would have... I don't... Yeah, I don't know. After the way that Oakland, the Oakland day went, it was confusing that the Oakland main was so quiet. But then the Oakland main was quiet for everyone because whether it was a track or whatever... Nothing really happened once everyone got settled into their positions. The last 10 minutes were very quiet. I don't, I'm not even sure if there was a pass. I, I did see that, obviously, the picture, I think it was, was it Friday, of him, Cincerello, and um, Roxon going on the plane, which was uh, interesting, obviously, the three of them. Uh, yeah, they did, uh, Tomac and Roxon did it last year, shared a private jet. Okay. But can, can I just ask, what was Roxon thinking with his dungarees? I don't know. That's, I, don't, I don't really care. I felt like it's Super Mario got a private jet. I feel like that's... Yeah, but I feel like this is, where, this is where America is different to MXGP. A rider has the power or the stature or the... Per, or whatever, the... What would you say? Like they, a rider in America has the status... To get away with... No, no, like... A rider in America, if they, wear, if they wear something slightly different from the norm, it gets people talking. Like you there. I feel like an MXGP rider, if an MXGP rider wore something like that, no one would say a word. Because, for some, like, because American riders are more under the microscope and more everything's talked about. Whereas I feel like MXGP fans and the way that the MXGP fans' relationship with riders is, it's kind of like results are just all of us talked about and like no one really notices or cares what people are wearing. But America is bigger and in that, and what comes along with it being bigger is every single element is talked about and, and, and beaten to death, including what a rider wears on a travel day. Okay, so what's interesting is that round one, I seen Yago Gertz in the, in the Monster Suite. He's with Hans Corvers and the rest of the team. Oh my He's God. In America oh my God. Right. Tell me. You... <laughs> right. What? I'm going I'm to read you this, right? No, no, I'm just thinking that maybe Yago over there is going to be influenced by Roxin, and we're going to see Matali Basin. He's going to turn up in some dungarees. I need to tell you. I need to read this. Okay. Uh, uh, 
something right. triggered you on Instagram. If I read this, I'm not going to tell you where I've got it from, right? I'm going to read you this. <laughs> America and weapons, hot items. <laughs> I wanted to experience how it feels to fire a weapon. I read this. To warm up a .22 revolver and a pistol 9mm for the real job. <laughs> a special experience that I'm not going to forget soon. This guy is going to murder people. If that is in the caption of a mass murderer, then I don't know what is. I just want a hot weapon in my hands. For the real job. What is the real job other than murder? Uh, yeah, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, I, I knew that you were going to pick this up. That so is, I knew that that is a worrying caption. I mean, Yago didn't write it, but maybe his social Read. media guy has a, like, a thing for murder. Read the first part again, just the first, first paragraph. America and weapons. Hot items. Hot items. I wanted to experience how it feels to fire a weapon. To warm up a .22 revolver and a pistol. Nine millimeters for the real job. A special experience that I'm not going to forget soon. Also, shout out to the random fan who, on Yargo's Instagram, Yargo put, landed safely in San Francisco, and a random fan commented, glad you didn't land dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, I, I want to give... Uh, I can't... F- oh, yeah. Brandon Parker. Not even sure uh, if you listen to this podcast, but Brandon Parker, I love. Goddamn legend, yeah. Yeah, you sh- you, we should get him on the show. I like that. Anyway. I've completely lost my train of thought, but that basically is the biggest news of 2022 so far to me. Let's salute Brandon. Let's take a moment to clap for Brandon. I like that. Uh, where should we go? Right. So, Cooper Webb, he was ill in Oakland. I still am fully on board for Cooper Webb is going to dominate this title race bandwagon. Uh, I think yep. it's coming. Maybe he doesn't win this weekend. Maybe he doesn't win the following weekend. But I believe that he will have a red plate by the time the series goes east, and I think that it will snowball from there, much like it did last year. Have the first two rounds put you off at all? No, not at all. I, I, I'm kind of with you on this. I, I think at some point we're going to see a, a dominant phase from him where he's going to string three or four together. That wouldn't be surprising. Um, it will come at some part of the season. I just think this... I think. Uh, not to compare MXGP um, last year, but I do believe that this, this year it's going to be a lot closer. I don't think there's going to be a runaway points leader. Um, just because, you know, we, we talked last, last time about sort of these seven, in, seven potential people who could win races. And I, I do think this year it's not going to be a runaway leader. I do think it's going to be very, very close with people taking points off each other. Um, and I do feel like, you know, with how we've seen with Roxon, I think everybody's going to have a bad day. You know, and it might not just be one; it might be two or three. So, um, I, I genuinely think this year it's going to be super, super close. But it will take somebody to put three or four races together, and you cannot look, you know, too far past someone like Cooper Webb to, to be able to do that. Like when it needs to, when it needs to happen. After Roxon's crash in um, practice, he definitely like he looked super cautious in the whoops all night. There was zero intensity in the long whoops. I'm not surprised. Everyone <laughs> said... Think it helped his mate coming through uh, and just clipping his head. Yeah, well, everyone said, oh, Sexton was so close to running over his head. Sexton did hit his head, I think. He did. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. Well, I mean, clipped it or whatever, but I think he'd like... I definitely believe that there was an impact there. So that's interesting to watch moving forward, whether, like, 
obviously put that in the rear view, come out swinging in San Diego would be the plan. If Roxon is outside the top five again, then that starts a conversation. But we will see. Yeah. Something to watch for this weekend. What stands out to you, apart from what we've talked about, what stands out to you from the first two rounds? Uh, I, I, think, I think for me, Pleasanger is just quietly, not quietly, because he, he came out swinging in... Um, I, I just like what I've seen from Pleasanger. I think he is... I think he has all the, the right things now, and especially with that bike. I, I don't know, I just see comparisons to when Cooper Webb um, jumped on and we've and we seen what happened to him. So Pleasanger is the person which I'm quite excited about. However, one person we've not talked about, um, and somebody who just seems, it seems to be clicking um, and seems to be you know, super aggressive and in, in, in wants it, is Malcolm Stewart. I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, he gets a podium in San Diego. Oh, well, yeah, a podium, yeah. Like, a podium obviously wouldn't be surprising. No, I, I, I feel that, Malcolm. I think, I think he's looking good. Yeah, but like, am I surprised? Probably not. Do I think is this it, is, is going to lead to something? about the whole Baker's factory and Malcolm and how he's getting on and stuff? I don't think you'd go with that. I, I, I'd kind of, I think more people are going with a husky switch than that. But anyway, I'm not sure how I feel because I, am I surprised? No, because actually on paper, the results aren't that big of a difference. And he's always been fast. So I don't know if I actually feel like this is any different to normal. Like maybe he's more solid now. And obviously he'd never been fastest in quali- times qualifying. So at Anaheim, one, that was a big deal. And maybe he, maybe he is more solid now, more consistent. But I don't know if I'm surprised. Like I don't know if I have real feelings about this. Here's one for you, if, if you're not surprised on, um, on uh, Malcolm Stewart. I wanted to ask you this, actually, when I finished watching um, uh, the racing, but I was too tired. If uh, Adam Cincerello, if he hadn't got injured at the start of the year, and given what he's done in the first two rounds, do you think he would be leading the points right now? What? What a rat? Like, you, that's, an, that's a random, impossible question. Like... But we have you seen enough in the in the start of the of the races before he sort of faded back because of the injury that he he's getting the starts he's looking good I I just think maybe this would have would have been his year uh, he yes his speed is great his starts are great but none of that's new that's an impossible even thing to talk about because like you could say whatever oh he could be healthy tip over in a turn and then finish fifth like he could be like he could be healthy and win he could be healthy like that's an impossible thing to talk about but no. The flashes are definitely promising and it's going to be exciting once he gets healthy, but that's an impossible thing to talk about. And the other thing I want to bring it to your attention and get your view on was, um, which I was curious about, is your thoughts on Chase Sexton. Well, I still think about what I asked you on the previous podcast about, I think about this, at every, I thought about this at every Supercross, is who you, I can't remember, I think I said, who would you like rate more at this point, Sexton or Cincerello, because they are so similar. And I still think that is a very interesting question or thing to talk about because it is like literally like splitting hairs. Like it's impossible to even make a decision. But I am excited about Sexton, yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you happy with what he's done so far? Um, Yes, I I am pleased. Satisfied. A win's coming. And it'll be cool when, I feel like it'll be cool when Sexton wins. 
I think. <laughs> oh, sorry, topic. Uh, that got away from me a bit there. Uh, um, how's that COVID? <laughs> I got that got away from me a bit there. I haven't got COVID. I tested negative. I just I can't get rid of this cough. I'll tell you what, you need is two paracetamols, mate. I can't get rid of this cough. I'm completely fine. I just can't get rid of this cough. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. I'm looking forward to Sexton and Cincerello winning because that will be big and nice because first wins, two very bright stars of the future. It'll just be a nice like statement thing when they win. Anything else you want to talk about 450s? Anything else that's grabbed your attention? We haven't got much time today, uh, so I'm trying to be efficient. No, 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 that's good. Um, uh, Max had a clutch problem in Oakland, so just rode around in the main event. So that's good for people to know. Um, the one thing I would say is that I think he was at, I can't remember if he qualified 14th or he was in 14th. And then again, I just look at the 13 people in front of him and it's just like, holy shit. It's like, do, do, with expectations, like looking in and looking at Max, do, do we, you know, when the, the, the 13 riders in front of him are, you know, seasoned supercross riders, is he going to, um, you know, what's he got to do to break into that sort of, you know, top 10, top eight? Max qualifying 11th for A1 in that group and ahead of his teammates was a sign of things to come. His plan is to get through the first five rounds healthy. He doesn't want to be a hero and lead laps in a heat race and then not make it to the following week because he's trying so hard to be a hero. So his plan is to get through the first five races, treat them like his hawk stones in a way, and then build and build and build and build. He just doesn't want to be a hero. He doesn't want to be a one-lap hero or a one-race hero. Or He doesn't want that. He wants to be a solid guy who's going to build and build and build through the year. That's his plan. That's smart. I like that. I like that. So there we go. So people who are wondering if there's more to come, there is. After two rounds, who's been your biggest disappointment? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say something that's going to be quite controversial. Can I Is do it that? Be like a rider who hasn't raced or something. No, it's just that I, I, don't, I don't know. I know he's been injured in, in, in bits and pieces, but yeah, I mean he's still got eighth. But I was, I'd say Marvin Musgood. Uh, no, because A one was good, especially after crash, and it's not really that. And Oakland wasn't like that different to last year. So I know who you're going to say. I don't think I've got one. You're going to say Ferrandis. No, because I, I, I said this, didn't I? I said, I don't think he's, I don't, I'm not on the same hype train as everyone else. I think it'll be very similar to last year where there will be highs and lows and the highs will be higher than last year and lows won't be as low, but I don't see what everyone else sees. So I wasn't excited coming in. I don't think I have a disappointment so far because it's hard to have a disappointment because the results from round two were so different to round one that everyone's had, everyone who is expected to have a good showing has had a good showing. There's been no consistent disappointment because everyone's been, yeah, everyone's flip flopped so much. Basically, that's true. That's true. I should have just took the, took the moral ground and just said nobody as well. Well, that's why I'm like the host, so I can trap. I feel me. like you tricked me, you bastard. Just a mean guy. And you're still with Webb for the title after two rounds. Yeah, yeah. I'm who would you say is Webb? if you if Webb's your title pick? Who would you say is his closest challenger? Do you know what? Um, and not because of the hype. But obviously, I, I, picked, I picked Roxon, I think, last. Um, I picked Lo- uh, Roxon last yeah. uh, time for the title. So, but I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked to see Plessinger up there at the end of the year. What? You think, you think Webb's closest challenger for the title is Plessinger? 
No, it's Tomac. Okay. Thanks for leading us down that path for no reason. Pleasanger excites me. It wouldn't surprise me if he was third in the championship at the end of the year. Okay, thank you for that. That is part one of episode 91 of the MX Fly Show, and that was presented by Fly Racing, who redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EBS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. Of course, we would like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Listen to these adverts. We'll be back in three minutes with some MXGP talk, some Comrade News talk, and your questions in Liat Ask Vice Anything. See you in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Brox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 91 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Thanks once again to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterisk knee braces and armor nutrition. This is part two. And part two is presented by our new partners at Scott Sports, who have a lot of brilliant things going on, a lot of brilliant plans with us at MX Vice. And we're excited to work with those guys this year and give you a little, a good experience with Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is a culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off road and MX market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best it can be. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam, 
a maximum field of vision, the Scott Lenslock system, articulating outriggers and more. The super stylish Prospect goggle has been engineered to defend your vision no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com. Thanks to Scott Sports for stepping up with MX Vice this year. We're excited for the future with Scott Sports. Lots to come, especially once MXGP gets started. So, before we get on to the fan questions with Leah Ask Vice Anything, James, Comrade Muse. Yes, uh, some big news are dropping. I don't think anybody's seen this coming. Um, I mean, the season's only, what, five, six weeks away? Uh, too soon, too soon to um, be parting ways with, with a team. So I think it was a bit of a shock to everybody. And uh, now I think the, um, you know, it was, must have been a, a hard decision to, to, to break away. Um, I don't know whether kind of panic sat, set in with like being his last year, but he's now got kind of, you know, six weeks to put together a program. And uh, in a race, the MX2 uh, World Championship, which, um, you, you, you can't envy the kid, can you? It's a, it's a big old uh, task to, to go and do on your, on, on your own. I mean, how surprised were you, Lewis? It's a bold move when it's your last year in MX2 because basically everything rides on this year. Yeah. Because he hasn't done enough so far to cement his future. It's not no, like a I mean, three-time world champion where whether this year's amazing or bust, people will go, well, you know, 2020 and 2021 were great. Whether he was on Hitachi or not, this was going to be a massive year for his career. And now well, he's basically just made it harder on himself. So yeah. big move. I have no idea how this is going to go. No, he, no, he didn't split from the team because he had another team option or, a fact, or going to Red Bull KTM, which everyone seems to think. He is starting his own team, right, James? Yeah, so I, th- I think um, the so he got offered um, uh, a deal by Marchetti, so he could have like literally gone to to another what? team. I think after 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 he split from the team. Yeah, I think there was a I think there was a call from Marchetti who um, offered him a place, and I think he's he's just got to a point where I think he just needs to try something different. I think he I think. Uh, <sighs> Obviously, from from reading that, he doesn't want to go from one team to another. So, well, I can't um, imagine Comrade coping well at Marchetti, being based in Italy with a load of Italians. I cannot imagine Comrade coping with that well. So, I, I think it's it's a brave move, it's a bold move. Um, I mean, I mean, you could could say something wasn't right. Uh, maybe it'll work out for all parties. Maybe um, Hitachi will be better from this, and, and hopefully, Comrade will be um, better from this. I think. Um, I don't think anybody's seen this coming. I, I didn't see this coming. No one's seen this coming. So uh, I think it's still a little bit of a shock, which is is going through the industry at the moment. But um, big bold move in. Um, you know, fingers crossed for the kid. Uh, like I really hope it um, it it pans out. He's going to need some good people around him to get him through this year. Uh, which I think he's got that. Um, you know, it, uh, one thing I will say is possibly. That he might have been the pressure must have been quite big being in your last year and you're looking for that MXGP deal in 
in something obviously wasn't right somewhere or he felt something wasn't right somewhere. So he, he's done this to give himself the best, um, you know, the best thing for Comrade Music at the end of the day um, to be able to go into. I think, I think the thing which I think is crazy is he's 22. You know, it's like people talk about Comrade Muse as though, um, oh my God, like, you know, his career's over and everything. He's fucking 22. You have to, he's not 32. You have to put this in perspective. But he does it's have like, something to prove. Of course he has something to prove. But what I'm saying is like, I read all the shit online and it's like, like some of the stuff I, I read online, I have to stop myself from replying because it is just absolute shite. And people really don't know the, the, you know what goes on in the background for these riders. Yeah, but the point is he does have a lot to prove. Yeah, I'm, I'm not his, denying that. If his last um, year, if his say say that he say that he um, 2021 was his last year in MX2, it wouldn't be an easy discussion with 450 teams trying to get a deal. So he has something to prove this year to make that easier. I I, I wouldn't rule him out. In I, I I'm sure he's got one eye in MXGP, but I wouldn't rule him out going to America. So okay, I, I, whether he wants to go to America or he wants to go to MXGP, he has a he has an even bigger point to prove if he wants to go to America. Mate, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. He has got something to prove, um, but he's obviously made that decision because he wants to to prove that he deserves to be where he needs to be. Now, I you know I don't know what that that requires. I don't know what he needed or what he wasn't getting to be able to make that move, but. He feels um, that, you know, by doing this on his own, that uh, he has everything he needs to be able to go out. I mean, look at it one way, the expectation on him to perform in his last year, if you think about it, is, in a way, it's quite smart because now he's a privateer. Um, I, I think the, the pressure's off. You're not in a team environment, so everything you do at the moment is a bonus because you're just a guy on a, basically on, on, a, uh, on a KTM, which you can buy from your local shop, and you're having your engine done in your, in your suspension. So basically, he's doing what anybody else can do. There's no factory parts. There's no nothing. He's taken off all the expectation of, of, of you know, the going into this year. So everything he does now going forward is, is going to be a plus. So, I, I, you know, is it smart? I don't know. But one thing he hasn't got is the pressure because he's taken that pressure away. Because if he, if he does well, it's going to be, oh, my God, look, look back to Lieber when Libra went on his own in MX2, when Libra was mixing it in a top three, no one knew that Libra's absolutely loaded. What they seen was a privateer mixing it with the factory guys. I think Conrad's got that option this year of, um, you know, the only person he's got to concentrate on is himself. He's not got to go back and the team's going to be disappointing with him or people are going to be disappointing with him. It's just himself. So I think he's taken away all that. He's decided, you know, if it's going to be down to somebody, it's, I'm going to bet on myself, it's going to be down to me. But what he has got is the opportunity to create something very, very good this year. And looking back to what Lieber done uh, when he was a privateer in MX2, uh, from the outside, every fan was going, oh my God, it's amazing. No one knew he, he was able to run his own program. You know, and it wasn't you know, a financial issue or you can have the best things, what you could get for money. So um, is it a smart move? I think we're going to see after the first six rounds. Uh, jury's out. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. 
For 2022 gear is now available worldwide, and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, which is an affordable combo, the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider at Leah. There is an advanced range of motor helmets for 2022 too, including with 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5, and 3.5. Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes. For 9.5, 8.5, and 7.5 helmets, also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. This is Liat Ask Vice Anything, where we take your questions and answer them, quite simply. A lot of questions this week, so thank you for that, as always. Uh, we will start with Alex B. KTM on Instagram. Do you think K-Rock will win again in Supercross this year? I mean, Roxham wins another Supercross this year. Oh, hands down. I probably should have ignored that question. <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> but I yeah, just went to um, the very first question. No, it's cool, it's cool. We'll, we'll take that. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think um, it was a mishap what happened. Uh, the weekend, um, he'll put that behind him and I think he'll win multiple events this year. What do you think, Lewis? He's going to win again. That's obvious. Yeah. At Chad Morris X, do you think electric bikes are going to have their own class in Supercross motocross? This is a big debate at the moment. They need to talk to the AMA, they need to talk to the FIM, they need to talk to people and figure out because their intention is to race against 450s and, be, and race against 250, uh, basically be in the mix with gas bikes or whatever you call them. I don't know if that's what you call them, but, but obviously the governing bodies need to decide whether that's actually legal and whether they actually match up to be fairly equal. And that's, I don't even sure how you do that. So that is a big um, question mark at the moment. Well, there's a, I think a news is kind of um, dropped. I think I sent you a, a, a link last night. Liz. Yeah, that link didn't really make much sense to me. Okay, so basically what's happening is there looks like there's going to be uh, this year, which is freaking close. Like, I, I thought maybe we were a year or two away, but it looks like it's happening this year. There's uh, basically a new electric series. It's um, the FIM are massively behind it. Uh, it's got guys behind the Formula E series, which are involved. Um, but there's like, uh, obviously, the Varg... Um, there's a, a Swedish company, Cake. There's, a, there's seven, I think there might be seven different manufacturers of electric uh, e-bikes. And they're all going to be competing in uh, a World Series. It, it's, you know, I don't think they're going to wait to compete. And this is going to be the interesting thing. I think it's great for the sport because what it's going to do is offer more rides to riders. So for those guys who are um, up against it with the whole age restriction thing or whatever... Um, I wonder how many people we're going to see um, hopping over to um, the e-bike series. Now, one thing I don't think people truly understand is in Formula E, uh, the amount of tax write-offs there are for uh, businesses um, going green, I'm kind of doing air quotes, um, I think there's going to be a lot of money in uh, the electric version of, of the World Motocross Series. How long will we see that whole green thing uh, in Supercross? Uh, it's you know I think it's going to really shake up uh, the industry. The other the other the other thing to look at this is in those seven manufacturers, there's not a 
KTM, a Honda, a Kawasaki, a Suzuki, and everything else. That's seven different manufacturers to what we usually got. I think this is going to be huge. Huge for the sport. It's going to be huge for the business. Um, you know, the repercussions throughout the industry. Uh, I think people will kind of like raise their eyebrows this year. And I think next year they're going to say, holy shit, uh, this is here to stay. And, and how are we going to divide our budget now uh, into four different series? Not just you know America in 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 the MXGP. So I, I think I think what's going to happen this year is is great for the sport, great for riders, great for uh, the industry. Um, yeah, it's it's plus plus. It's just huge pluses. But uh, again, it'll be interesting to see what the Austrians and the Japanese manufacturers do um, to level the playing field at weightage weightage. How close are we to an Australian MXGP round? I, well, we've been talking of, about this for a long time, haven't we? I feel, yeah, and because of that, I kind of feel like we're getting further away at the moment. Obviously, with everything going on in the world as well. Oh, I have massively. no idea what happened to the Perth horse track that we were supposedly going to. That was before COVID. And the guy was adamant that it was happening. And then just nothing. Silent. So I don't even know if that's still an option or if that guy's still trying to get funding or he's working on it or what, but... That was, the clo- that was the closest we got because the guy was going around telling everyone, I'm hosting round one of 2020 MXGP. And he was even in Matterley. So he flew from Australia to Matterley to gather information. And it didn't happen. So I don't know. It would make a lot of sense because Indonesia is close to Australia. So to go to Australia and then follow it up with Indonesia wouldn't really be that much of an added expense. But I don't know. I, 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 right now, I would say we are further away than we were three years ago. At Blake Maitland, will Oman be added to the calendar in the future? Yes. I, but I think, I, I think the Oman people are keen as soon as they can, which would maybe be 2023, because I guess by then, I think we'll probably be sorted out. But then we would have said that two years ago. So, but no, Oman, uh, the Middle East are keen. We will be back in the Middle East soon enough. Trust me. I'd be excited for that. I think... I, th- I, I think... Um... When we went to Doha, like the Qatar, I think that added something different to the series. Didn't, don't, don't you agree? Yeah, I liked, I liked Qatar. I'd love to go back to Qatar. But I, I, I just think about, it, whether going to, about going to Qatar on holiday. I wouldn't go that far. But um, actually, like, I'd go to Dubai. I like Dubai. Um, but look at, looking at the Middle East, I think it definitely adds something to the series, especially for a flyaway. I think it gives it more credibility, if that makes sense. Because of F1, obviously, go. Um, you know, on their calendar, and that's that's a fantastic event. So I don't know. I think I think I think MXGP needs a Middle East round, like it like it needs a, U, a US round as well. At Wizard seventy eight says Muse and Steri, any updates? We've done so we've done Muse. Um, Steri hasn't got anything lined up concrete at the moment. It sounds like his best best option is a deal for the German Championship and close European GPs. I've heard some crazy stuff. I've heard that he's starting his own team. Um, I think that was that a rumor was... that he was starting his own team for the British Championship. Wow, I've heard that uh, maybe um, Marchetti was uh, an option. No, but then Chervelin went in and paid yeah. for a ride. Yeah, he has some great support by the, uh, the Italian police, eh? Well, if you don't want to mess with the police. Um, but yeah, apparently Steri's not... best option at the moment is... German Championship with close European GPs, but he's not committed to anything, last I heard. Um, and yeah, 
Maybe waiting I'm, for I'm, a filling ride is his best option. I don't know, but at the moment it seems like Steri's the one person who is going to miss out in the game of musical chairs. Yeah, so it's a real sucks. shame. Yeah, real shame. At Sammy B three hundred seven, which happens first, Sexton winning a race or DNFing a race? It's actually mm. a good question. That is a really good question because I, I think I, both I, are going to happen this year. Can we send? Uh, oh, I tell you what, we've we've got um, some Liat hats in the uh, warehouse. Yeah, Let's but, we, yeah, but hats, this is where question. you get this, you get in trouble here because like then like once we gave it to someone in Australia back, and then it's like you got to ship a hat to Australia. We can't help have an international. Um, I know, but then you were like, "Oh, god, a hat to Australia." Effort. Well, um, let's let's pick some. I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't think I was like negative about Australia, Lewis. I, I think, think you could bring that country. There was another country you were negative about, but you were, um, you were you were unsure how it would be possible with just a hat. Well, I think it was when it was eighty pounds to send a hat to Indonesia. I think that was when I got a little bit um, was like, really. Yeah, we got some hats. Let's. I want to pick. I want to pick a couple of. There's some good questions this week. Okay. Well, everyone who was previously won a hat, who was annoyed but they didn't receive it, maybe you, now you should send me a message as well, and we'll get you a hat. Do it. I know if, one of the. I people. don't want. I don't want any unhappy people. If, well, if you are the problem with sending out prizes, James, because I don't have access to them. Uh, well, uh, this is I a you problem. To, so I will speak to our warehouse staff. You need to you need to speak you need to have a word with yourself because I this is a type of thing I can't touch because I don't have access to these prizes. So, okay, Lewis, this is what we do. You tell me uh, who the winners are. No, actually, yep. you don't tell me. Don't tell me. You decide who the winners are of the questions, and then you send a, a message to at Rob, and at Rob sends out hat. Mm. I don't get is, involved. Okay, the problem is we do have times when I send this message with. This is a winner. Oh, I'm stop not, being negative, nanny, later. will you? I, I'd love to. I'd love to. I just, I'm concerned for the winner. Oh, fuck it. Do you know what? No fucking liats for anybody. Lewis is a cock. <laughs> we fuck. will try. It's a new fuck year. It. We will try. It's a new fuck year. It. No, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck the hat. Okay. I'm, uh, it's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. It's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. Oh, anyway, uh, the question. Do you remember it? Nope. I'm, okay. not, I'm, I'm, I'm not in participating anymore. You're Which not. happens first? Sexton winning a race or DNFing a race? Asked Sammy B three hundred seven. Next, I think it's hard because Sexton will win a race. He may even win this weekend. Could have won a one. It's actually quite weird that we haven't seen anyone high profile DNF a race so far. Do as you well. know what a one? I, I I've never seen the guys at Monster have so many like ups and downs and mixed emotions in that in that race. Obviously, uh, Sexton Monster athlete, and they were all rooting for him. And it was just like, yeah, oh, and then, yeah, and then no. It was like, oh, it was painful to watch. Absolutely painful to watch, but exciting. We still haven't answered the question. Uh, I think he's going to win. He's going to win before he DNFs. I really believe so. I, I, like, I like what I've seen so far. Yeah, but so do I. But also, I feel like the odds on favorite is a DNF. Nah. You know what? You said win, so I'll go DNF, and then we'll see who's right. Keep okay. it interesting. Let's do it. Uh, I'll ask another question from at Wizard78sers because this is any news on Ice One? Still no press release. I have no idea what's going on. I have, what I, the at hell? this point, I don't know if it's even ever going to be announced. I'm wondering if it's just going to be like Stealth. it's going to be They're branded as Kawasaki. Surprise! No, I wonder if it's just going to be branded as Kawasaki and like it will never be mentioned and it's just <laughs> Kawasaki's team. Hey, 
Maybe that would just make said- sense because it's kind that would kind of be like the Gar- the way Garibaldi runs it, wouldn't it? Because Garrett, like it's called it's HRC, it's very much HRC. And although Garibaldi runs it, the word Garibaldi isn't really ever mentioned. So maybe that's how this size one thing is working, and that's why there's no press release. Maybe it's just like Anti's like, I don't need press release. Fuck press release. I, I, I don't know where it is. And I, honestly, at this point, I'm not really even expecting it. And at this point, when it comes out, I don't even know if it's worth sharing because if you die, you die. Uh, what else have we got here? At Cal Crossland 26, biggest differences working in the USA versus MXGP. I got to be honest, I spent fucking five days in LA. I came back and I said to my wife, we're moving. She said, good luck. So there's no we, is there? <laughs> no. No, but um, I got to be honest, after five days, it's just a different world. Like the way, the way I see this, and this is not me being disrespectful, disrespectful to MXGP or, or uh, Europe. Um, the, you know, we started off in the, in the British Championship and it was brilliant to, to, to climb the ladder and push MX Vice there. We went to MXGP and it was like, oh my God, this is just light and day, like ridiculously light and day difference. Like, what the fuck were we doing for, for four years messing about in, um, in, in British motocross, you know, where no one really wants to support or, or anything. Um, I, you know, no one wants to hear me bang on about that shit. Then you go from MXGP to America. I spent five days in America and it fucking blew me away. Literally blew me away. I, I had the opportunities which came up for MX Vice in five days in America. Um, insane. Absolutely insane. Just light and day difference. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. Balls deep. That's how good America is. Uh, all I've like, said that. Lewis was, Lewis was champion in America and I was always like, mm, yeah, know, I like America. Crazy. I'm not crazy. I, I like America. I spent five days in, in, in LA and, and nearly ended up buying a house in Irvine. Oh, mine is nice. For myself, by the way, because obviously... Who else are you going to buy a house for? Well, none of my family want to go. Oh. Well, if you want to buy a house, I'll live in it. I don't feel I could afford the house what you need. With well, your as long as you're not there as well. It's MTV Cribs. Holy no one shit. to do with you being there. Who even rents a fucking NFL football player's house? It's not, I didn't choose that. I found that out after the fact. Surely you could have just got a two-bed house. Yeah, but I offered you. I, then there wouldn't have been a room for me to offer you. It's a weird one because... What was Obviously, the while, this, while Supercross is starting in California, it's kind of a unique thing because it's very convenient because every, what, the whole industry is here and everything's happening. Obviously, by the time the Supercross gets to St. Louis, it's, all, it's a bit different because like, not everyone's there and stuff. It's weird because I would say the biggest difference is like, how open things are in the sense of like, how open people are. But then I think in some ways, GPs are better at that because everyone is definitely more chilled out in GPs. I can, think. I, can I just, can I just uh, explain one thing? Like I actually give one, uh, not explain one thing, let me give one scenario. We had Jet Lawrence in MXGP, right? So we yes, got to see Jet. That's breaking news. Yeah, so we got to see Jet week in, week out in MXGP. And yes, obviously, um, Jet's uh, performances are, are a little bit different to, to well, there again, he did win an MX, EMX 250 race out of nowhere. So we all knew that he was, he was going to be a great rider and everything else. But what America's been able to do for Jet, that's the difference. He is a freaking superstar. It is possible to make a GP rider, well, maybe not a superstar, but GP, I've said it all, GP can go further with that. 
let's just give an example. He he's on NBC. He's on mainstream well, TV. MX Vice no, was, was on NBC. Look, he's on mainstream TV without you know showing Supercross. He he's that well known now in America. That's the difference. Okay. I I applaud your passion. I just think I I just think MXGP is is fantastic, but like it needs superstars. It needs it needs to start creating superstars within that within the World Series. Just texting a rider about that right now, actually. Um, anyway, uh, kind of uh, similar kind of segue here. Uh, at Rakak Thomas, every rider in the US <laughs> is selling some sort of merch and is half YouTuber. Why don't Euro riders do this to make some extra cash? I can't buy Hurling's t-shirts anywhere, for instance. Yeah, this is a massive issue in Europe. Um, just the way riders and teams market themselves. Um, I, I think it's going to get better. I think they've, they've kind of seen what, you know, everybody, I think Europe's kind of like a few years behind America. So it will happen and, and people become more, uh, not understanding, but more kind of, it feels like the norm. But um, I, would, I would also say, going back to this superstar thing, I don't think that GP riders can do vlogs because I'm not sure people would watch them. Okay, but everyone's going to watch a Hurlings vlog, obviously. But, but the Hurlings equivalent that, in America, the Webs and the Roxans aren't doing vlogs. The, so I, I think we, we've proved or you've proved um, by working with Jeremy Seaware that people want to watch that. Yeah, but that's certain riders. There's like, like I've said it a million times. There's like eight riders in MXGP who have a personality where they can actually like they could make headway with this. But the equivalent of Alex, like Alex Martin's vlog is a big thing. A lot of people watch it and it is actually a talked about thing and it is actually a real thing. The equivalent of Alex Martin in Europe, uh, I don't know who I'd say it would be, but that, that rider's vlog would get like 200 views. Mm-hmm. Because, because MXGP doesn't sustain the interest further down the field like America does. The interest in 21st place in it America is so much higher than 21st place in MXGP. Because 21st place in MXGP is someone who doesn't speak very good English and is very quiet, and then that sort of is where it gets a bit um, lost. So, so here's a question for you, right? You are a rider with a personality, um, but you just don't know what the next move is, right? So, so what would you do? You are a 15th to or whatever 25th place rider um, you're good on a bike. You can do some cool shit. Um, good looking guy or whatever. Uh, you got something to, to, to offer or ugly. Who cares? Um, but what would you say to them, what they need to do to raise their profile? Yeah, but is it, you said there, if you've got no personality, like some people, if, if you, if you're I didn't say personality, I said if you're ugly. I said like, if you're ugly. No, I you didn't say if you didn't have any personality. Well, is you can be ugly what, and have a personality. If, does this imaginary person have a personality then? Yeah, he has personality and what, he he's funny English. and he's really open and oh for fuck me, do you? I'm, I'm just no, but this is a, this is a serious thing because like I'm not an outgoing person, so in that case, I would I just wouldn't be able to make like there are people who just aren't outgoing, and that means that it's not really. You've possible. got multiple disabilities, Lewis, but you've done quite well for yourself. I mean, there was a time when I couldn't talk to anyone, but um, and you cried in the corner and wet your pants. Yeah, but like no, but seriously, what? Well, seriously though, yeah, but if you can do it, fucking anybody can. Yeah, but I'm still not outgoing enough where I could do a, like, I could really do, like, I could make, like, you know, like, if I was a, if I was this rider, this imaginary rider, I'm still not outgoing enough where I could make that step that you're on about. 
So really? I think you've got to have, it's either it's all it's, it's something you've either got in you or you haven't. I think. And then the mm. difference as well with MXGP is if you don't speak English, then you're kind of screwed anyway. And obviously speaking English isn't something that you can just like flick, click your fingers and be like, oh, now I speak English. Mm. So, so you're basically saying that the whole of MSGP is fucked, apart from eight No, because there are, like, there are, like, I'm just texting, um, I'm just, well, I'm texting three riders right now about ideas on this topic because there are people and they're not, they're not, like they're not winning every race, riders. But there are so there are like, and uh, there are riders in America who just don't have that personality, and they don't have, uh, and they're not outgoing, and they haven't made that thing. But transition the number the number of riders who have the uh, the number of riders who can do this in GPs is significantly less than in America. Is my point? Okay. I I think you've been really unhelpful. No, I think I think I've made like I've literally said the complete truth. You basically said that anybody who's not outgoing or fun, then you might, you're fucked. Well, no, what? I'm not being let funny. Me, you, you, you said you were not I'm the least or fun, fun person in the world. Would you want to watch my you, vlog? Yeah, because I find it funny. Yeah, because, yeah, but that's because I'm clumsy and I'm a bit of an idiot. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. But, but that's, just like, that's just an accident. Like, that's not, that's nothing to do with being fun or outgoing, which you've just said is two of the traits. I came out of a petrol station earlier. Walked past a man, and a man said to me, um, "Do you have any? Do you have any spare chains?" And I went, "No, sorry, I've only got, I haven't got any cash." And he just went, "Fuck you, then." <laughs> like that, like exactly, like that's not me. Be, that's not that's nothing. To, like that would have been great for a vlog, but that's nothing to do with me. That's just like a span of situation. That is amazing. I salute that guy. That's just the shit that happens to me. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. I locked. I locked uh, myself. I, I went to get a bottle of water. Uh, in Oakland, forgot my room key, and then randomly the receptionist had left, and I had to sit in reception for two hours while the maintenance guy came to get me a new key. <laughs> the shit that happens to me, honestly, I am like, it's a miracle that the roof above hey, me hasn't collapsed. At least you went naked and you walked around in your sleep. Well, I am making progress. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what? That seems like a good place to end. Leah, ask us anything. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is now available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, which is an affordable combo, the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to think about over at Liat. There is an advanced range of motor helmets for 2022 too, including with 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5, and 3.5. The Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes for 9.5, 8.5, and 7.5 helmets. Also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. That brings us to the end of part two as well, and I'd like to remind you that part two was presented by our new friends at Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is a culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and MX market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best it can be. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam and maximum field of vision, the Scott Lens Lock system, articulating outriggers and more, the super stylish Prospect Goggle has been engineered to defend your vision no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. 
The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com. Thank you, Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That's part two. We'll be back to wrap this thing up, episode 91, after these messages from our sponsors. See you in two minutes. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the final part of the MX Vice Show podcast, episode 91. The Jeremy Sewer episode, you could call it. Jeremy Sewer, great guy. Thank you, Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Astra Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Thank you to those guys for their support. We only align ourselves with the very best brands. We're very selective. And that is why you should support those guys because they really are the best of the best. I could talk about each of them for the longest time. And that says a lot. And I'm pretty sure that all of you would have used a lot of those products before. Why? Because they are the leaders in their particular fields. Speaking of leaders in their particular fields, part three. Oh, no, not you. Part three is presented by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. That is pro-x.com now to learn more and use their very handy parts finder. Find your product. Select a make. We're going to play this game again. We'll go Husqvarna. I don't think I've done Husqvarna before. We will select a model. We will go with a Pop up. We will go with a TC50. Bit of a different, different move there. We'll go with a 2020 TC50. Show results. Oh wow, it's a long old list. <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna point this one out again. I'm gonna point this out again. I am a mechanically challenged person. Uh, I am not good at anything. It's a miracle that I can put petrol in a bike. And to be honest, I fucked that up in the past as well. If I rode still, which I can't because MX Vice controls my life fully, that's Shit another topic. Excuse. It does. I literally cannot even imagine. Shit anyway, excuse. I would head to Prox, the pro-x.com, because that is where I would learn, A, what parts my bike needs. 
because there are parts on this list that I have never even... I mean, I don't ride a TC50, obviously. But there are parts on this list that I wouldn't even consider. And that would probably bite me in the ass at some point. So it's like a directory for what your bike needs, first of all. Parts numbers, brilliant. That's very handy. Second of all, it's the best products. There's a reason why Honda 114, Dixon, FNH, these teams use Prox. It's because they, they're trying to compete with factory teams, so they need the very best. They choose Prox. Thirdly, it's cost-effective. You can literally get basically everything your bike needs from Prox, and then you are sorted. You're getting it all from one place. You can trust the reliability, the quality. You can trust the price. You can trust the company. I just feel like it's the right thing for you people to do to head to pro-x.com and use the resource, use the knowledge, use the products, use the company. Pro-x.com. Present part three <laughs> of VMX High Show. I just want to give a shout out to Anton over it. I thought um, you were going to give a shout out to me. I feel like I was the best read I've ever done in my life. I don't know. You, you're, you're a super creepy. That was from the cuff. me. Uh, no, it's, it's super creepy. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Anton over at uh, Prox. The, the guy goes above and beyond um, for race teams and support out there. Uh, you'd be surprised at how many people Prox actually support. Um, and it's not just pro teams. It's not just uh, GP teams. You know, they, 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 they look after certain individuals in uh, you know, um, British Championship teams and everything else. It really does filter down throughout the, the system. So props to Anton over there at uh, you know, Prox. All the work that they do for every level of the industry is, is insane. So uh, eternally grateful with uh, the support that those guys give. Carry on, Lewis, with your creepiness. Speaking of things that are creepy, do you have a Planet Moto bombshell so that I can hit my creepy sound drop? <laughs> oh, no way. We're not doing... Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to... We'll think what of that. brilliant that segue, is... by the way. Again, what a segue that was. I, I wouldn't call it a segue. Um, that... that... You need to change that whole thing. I'm sure Max has... Uh, is Max complained yet? Because it is bad. The problem is I don't have headphones in America, so I can't... I've got two bombshell sounds here. One is the original and one is this freaky one. I don't know which is which. So, Planet Motor bombshell. What have you got for us, James? Planet Motor holidays. Spain. Planet Motor holidays. Uh, I, I think the biggest bombshell by far is the, the news what hit us. Um, I think it was, was it Friday it came out, which was Comrade um, leaving Hitachi. I will say uh, this. We, oh. I will say this. Oh. Piggybacking off of what we said earlier, I thought this news would be bigger. I thought this, I, it was big, trust me. It was big. I saw the stats on MXYs. However, I thought, yeah, there would be more buzz, I thought there would be more buzz about it on social media. There would be more discussion. I thought, there, I, thought, I thought that when this news dropped, it would be everywhere. And it kind of wasn't. And this goes back to kind of what we were saying about riders building a personality, a brand in Europe. Conrad is known for his. Um, potential coming up. What he was obviously tipped to do great things. He was on Factory KTM. Uh, he was on Factory Husqvarna. Those are big. Like that's where he's known from. But other than that, he's not got much of a brand, you could say. And I feel like you see that reflected in the buzz about him, like making this huge decision. Agreed. I I think uh, Conrad, along with um, uh, many other riders, uh, need to work on. Uh, different aspects. Yeah, brand, I think you, it's a, that's an honest assessment. I think brand and, and marketing of, of them, um, that it needs to be, you know, well thought out and, and strategized and in, in, in executed. And it's not being done in, in Europe. 
I, I think I've seen the stats as well and, and the engagement was insane. I, I looked at some other websites as well and you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of comments. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, I don't think people were that shocked. I think they were I just shocked. Felt like it, I just felt like it came out and then like a day later, I didn't see it anywhere and I kind of expected it to be like an ongoing buzz that like fans and everyone was just constantly like talking about and like, oh my God, this is amazing. But then also maybe that's because people didn't really understand like, because it wasn't clear what his plans were. So if he had come out and said in that post, I'm starting my own team, maybe then people would have been like, oh my God. But I think because, I think people, some people thought he was going to Red Bull KTM, some people thought he was going to another team, some people thought he was, wondered whether he would even be racing. Like, so I think that if, if maybe, that, maybe that's why there was, maybe that's why the buzz didn't continue because people were, like, were waiting for all the facts. I don't know. Mm, maybe, yeah, maybe they were expecting another press release to land the next day saying he's joined this team or he's doing this or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, for me, Planet Bomb Show of the Week is, I got to be honest, I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. I just thought, uh, do you know what? Something's not quite right there because he's not performing as he, as he should. Um, whether, I mean, only Conrad will know what he needs around him. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, I think it's freaking brave um, by him and, and everybody else around him to, to make that decision. But bombshell, I mean, there's been bombshells before, but I think it, that's, that's a huge one because I, I genuinely didn't see that coming with the, the season so close. I mean, the fact that he's got to get bikes, tires, a van, uh, gear. Um, I mean, parts. what are we looking at? Parts. I mean, we're looking at what? 150, 200,000 to, to run a year? I mean, it's 10 grand just to enter the series. So that's, that's 10 grand of your budget gone on entry fees. Like, th- this, is, this is a big, big investment. You know, like, it, it's basically, it's going to cost him 200... Wow. I can't hear. So is that the scary one? That is the scary one, yeah. Okay, I can't hear. I was going to say, it's probably... I, I think you're probably looking at uh, 200 to 250 to, to do a season. World I'd say that's generous. I think it's much more than that. If he thinks he's going to Indonesia and Argentina, it's much, and doing the British Championship, it's much more than that, I'd say. Because mm. you think about it, if it's Indonesia and then British Championship the week after, he, he, kind of, he, needs, he needs a bike in Britain as well as the one he's using in Indonesia. And then there's flight, he's he's going to pay for flights for a mechanic because the mechanic's not going to pay his own way. I think it's easy to say, you know, it's going to be a struggle and he's going to do that and all the rest of it. But let's just say this gives him the bit between his teeth and he goes out and proves to people what he can do. And I hope he has a crack and, agent on his side. Let's hope he podiums in, in all the rest of it. Then I, I'm interested in to seeing what support he then gets offered. I will tell you this. Something you've said I don't like, I've just thought. I don't like the fact that you said that earlier that this has taken the pressure off because now he's a privateer and blah 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 because I don't I, don't, I personally I don't want to hear that I don't what would what would like kind of make me roll my eyes talking about it from a branding point of view like branding yeah. yourself blah 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 mm-hmm. what would make me roll my eyes is if he can't say uh, go to round one of MSGP he comes 20th um, which is obviously far far off of what Conrad is capable of what would yeah. make me roll my eyes is if then the, re- the response to the 20th was like, oh, oh, you, we're a small team. It's a big effort to even be here. Like, it's, a, it's a miracle we're even racing, let alone finishing 20th. That would make me roll my eyes because 
there's no way this decision, like, because it, no matter what, if you're putting yourself on the world stage, you're there to do business. And the combat is in a very big business year of his career. So that would, that, I, I, I think that no matter what the situation is, the pressure is there to perform and it should be there internally because this is a business year. If there's, this is the biggest year of Comrades. Whether Comrades on Hitachi, Red Bull KTM, a new bloody space bike, or whatever, this is the biggest year of Comrades' career. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily the biggest. And, and you know what, I mean, say, what I'm saying about what, yeah, the, the rolling that, of your eyes? No, no, no. That was my opinion. That's not anybody else. I've not spoken to anybody. No, but no, like, you, what I mean is... like just me looking at the situation and thinking... Just well, just try. Actually, that's me looking at the situation and trying to pull positives, and that was the best I could do because, let's face it, it's not a positive situation, is it? Wow, that's, that's, that, that's that, went, that went the opposite way quickly. Well, no, it's. it's... <laughs> Speaking of going the opposite way, if you are in Northern Europe, go the opposite way. Head south, escape everyday life, and ride in Spain, which has never been easier, and you can experience it right now. Planet Moto still have packages available plus, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. Yes. Jesus Christ. There are packages available now. February the 21st to 28th, open. March the 7th to March the 14th, open. March the 20th, March the 21st, sorry, to March the 28th, open. Spaces are strictly limited on those weeks, but there are spaces. Head to Planet Moto Holidays on Facebook or Planet Moto Holidays on Instagram. Get in touch or planetmoto.co, their website. I'd probably recommend heading to social media. There's a lot of information there. And get in touch, book your trip to Spain, make it happen, have the time of your life with Planet Moto Holidays. Well, I mean, I don't even really need to sell that one, do I? You're not going to regret it. I'm just going to pipe in here as well because uh, yesterday I met a guy called uh, Andrew Mockriff. His son Lucas went out on Planet Moto Holidays with um, Rob Holyoke. And uh, just asked him for his honest opinion. I said, "Look, it's, it's, you know, we'll pass on some, um, some, uh, some, some feedback." And I was like, "Like negative or positive?" And I said, "Well, what did you think?" And he was like, "It was freaking unbelievable." He said, "I literally like Lucas was like, oh, I'm just staying there." Uh, Lucas is 11. Um, he's in like on a small wheel, six, uh, 85. And uh, in, in Andrew said he had the time of his life. He said it was absolutely fantastic. So um, they're in. They're, I think they've booked to go. Um, straight away next year as well so um, it was that good they, they loved riding the different tracks he said it was just great riding different tracks in, in, in just having different obstacles in, it, he just said he's seen such a change in Lucas and in, in, in brought him on he said the, the villas are really cool uh, the atmosphere be super friendly so yeah uh, you know that was a honest feedback from, uh, from somebody who's literally just got back from Planet Moe so before we wrap this thing up, mm-hmm. San Diego winners. Yep. I mean, we haven't actually talked about 250 cars at all, but San Diego winners. Yep. I mean, I want you to tell me who is your San Diego winner. Oh, okay. Winner. So, sorry. What, sorry. What, okay. hell, um, what did you think I was saying? Do you want, two, do you want 250 and 450? Yeah, both. Okay. Um, I, I'll start with 250. I like what I've seen. I mean, Christian Craig is, is you know, a you know, a cert. Uh, he's looking really, really good. However, um, I quite fancy uh, someone different for the win this, this week. And I'm going to go for Mossiman. Uh, Mossiman, Mossiman. Uh, I, I, I think I've seen enough from him in the last two rounds that I think he's going he's gonna to get a win. He is later. definitely the closest to Craig on raw speed. 
Yeah, I really like what I've seen so far. So I'm tipping him for uh, for a win. And 450, I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go for... Um, I think Plessinger and Anderson are going to do, do well. I think they're going to be up there. Um, but I'm going to go for Cooper Webb. Um, on Pop MX, I said Cooper Webb. Oh, okay. Uh, in true, shall I wishy washy? No, because I'm going to go somewhere different now. The day on. Okay, I've changed okay. my mind. Okay, I will go. You know what? No, no, no. My gut, my gut feeling is it'll be Webb, but for some reason, my second dairy pick would be Barsha. I don't know why. Just looking at Barsha's name on the list, I'm like, eh, you know what? I could see that. That's not a bad shout because he has been there twice. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. No one else has really been there twice. No, if he's going to be there or thereabouts again, that puts him in a position to capitalize. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? You just look at that and it's like, at one point, Tomac's going to pop up. At one point, Chase Sexton's going to put everything together. <sighs> Who knows? Um, stupid question, because you did just literally say that Mossman's going to win this weekend. Put a percentage on chances of Christian Craig sweeping the season. He's looking good, isn't he? He's just a percentage like on the really chance good. of it, the likeliness, the like, the likelihood of it. I, I mean, you're looking at eighty percent at the moment, aren't you? Really? What you've you've just literally picked someone else to win this weekend, round three? And yeah, now you're saying it's an eighty. That's why I said eighty percent because the twenty percent Mossyman. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it will happen. But I would put a percentage at like forty to fifty percent at the moment because there's definitely a chance. Mm. Great starter. Whoops are a clear advantage. So if he can yep. keep a clear head and like kind of continue to execute those two things, it'll be difficult for anyone to beat him. Yeah, I mean, I think Lawrence will pick up a win. I think Hamaker will, will um, pick up a win. He's looking good. Um, I'm waiting for Shimoda. I'm a big fan of Joe Shimoda. I, I, I'm waiting for him to 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 come to life. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I like sushi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do like sushi. Yeah. I. Yeah, um, but it's it's hard to look past Craig, isn't it? He's he's looking dominant at the moment. Yep, mm. true that, true that. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I'd like to quickly apologise. Um, we did have some website issues at Oakland. The website did go down for well a day, basically. Terrible timing. Crushed my soul. Well, you, you know, you asked me if I was up watching a racing. I was trying to fix a bloody website at four o'clock in the morning. It crushed my soul. It crushed my soul. I think I was actually to blame, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Crushed my soul, but we'll, we'll fix that now. So back, normal service being resumed this weekend. Yeah. Lewis is not allowed near anything. MX Vice will be at press day on Friday. I'm not sure what riders will be there yet, but we will be there. Uh, Thursday, we are, going to the, uh, we are going to the track with Barsha. And tomorrow, Wednesday, we are going to the track with uh, Wilson. So um, that is... MX Vice schedule for the next four days. If you're inquisitive, how how um how have you been finding yourself in America? Are you enjoying it? Is it kind of are you settled into life there? That's like the first I've been here for like six weeks. That's the first time you've actually asked me that. Yeah, really good, great boss work. Really just checking in there. <laughs> no, I was, I was like interested like for the listeners. Like you know, how are you enjoying it? What 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 are you liking? Because Obviously, it's quite nice for you to be able to go in. You, you go into the tracks quite a lot. You're hanging out with riders quite a lot. It's, um, 
you know, it's good for you in a media sense, but it's also good for you in a, in a personal sense, hey? Yeah, I kind of, it's weird. I kind of wish I could start the trip over again. Because you know how, like, it's the same as ever. It's, I guess it's the same as everything in life, but like hindsight. And you're like, oh, I wish I'd done that differently. I wish I'd done that differently, blah, 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 blah. I'm kind of in a bit of that phase at the moment. I don't know why. Okay, what would you do differently? I don't know, just everything. I, well, you know me. Like, if there's a person who picks themselves apart, it's me. So I literally fucking overanalyze. Oh, I wish I'd taken, I wish I put my right foot in front of my left foot that day, that morning, because that looked like, you know, I just fucking overanalyze everything, don't I? Um, it's a weakness. I think you've smashed it, to be honest. I mean, the, ma- the only thing. No, it's going to get better. I've, I, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I'm not, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not happy at all. The only thing you haven't done is Disneyland, which is a bit disappointing. Um, well, this is, this is something I'm a bit worried. This is something I, I, I've... So I go home four weeks today. Which I know sounds like a long time, but that kind of, to me, signals the beginning of the end of the trip. A lot of people want to know, have you completed Tinder? To be, well, this is my point. I haven't done anything outside of motocross. Jesus Christ, you've got a hot tub of swimming pool and you haven't even been on Tinder. I haven't done anything. I'm kind of a bit like, shit, I haven't done anything apart from motocross. I probably should have had a day off at some point. But, you know, living a dream, what would you want to do? Why would you want to do anything other than motocross? That is a great place to end the Jeremy Sewer episode of VMXY Show, episode 91. <laughs> Thank you, Prox Racing Parts who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Thank you, Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful. The winning world of Rentful. MX Vice are part of that now for the first time this year. Very happy to be linked up with the guys at Rentful. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Rentful. Jason Anderson and MX Vice. Very happy to be linked up with those guys. Exciting things coming soon. Big thanks to them. Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. James? Uh, Armour Nutrition is available from Even Strokes. Hopefully, next week, we have had a little issue with customs where uh, they have declared that they found explosives. Uh, now, funny story. What? what, what? <laughs> <laughs> funny story, right? Um, I'm not convinced that they have actually tested for explosives, and this is why. Okay, so customs has said, we're not letting this armor shipment in because we've we found traces of, of explosives. However, let me point you to evidence A, which is one of the products is called Armor Fire. Oh, so evidence piece fire. number two. Yeah, evidence piece number two is that it's called ammunition for your body. I'm going to put money on that. Someone at customs had a bad day, looked at fire, looked at ammunition, and was like, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere near that. Let's send it back. So. Just a shout out to UK Customs. Thank you so much for sending back our 10 grand order to uh, to do to, to Armour because that's really, really helpful. So, um, yeah, who knew? Who knew that um, Armour was that explosive for your body? Have you enjoyed this podcast? Yeah, it's been fun. Let's do it again. Oh, okay. Have you? Have you? Yeah.
I mean, it's because it asked me to breathe at points. But yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of got that, but you know, you're still there. Early morning for you, late night for me. Yeah, Get off to done. Bed you episode go. 91. Sorry about last week. Um, we didn't want to miss it, but between me not being able to talk and James flying, it all got a bit. It got, a bit, it got away from us that one. But you know, yeah. yeah we, we did look in. We did look in numerous ways of doing it. From like me sat in one, uh, me sat in Corona, uh, and and Lewis sat in in his villa. So uh, it just we just couldn't it's get villa. it. Villa. I'm not on Love Island. It's like, it's like it's villa, well, villa. Sorry, ma- yeah, mansion. You might as well be off fucking Love Island with that house. You could fit the whole of Love Island in that house. I'll leave you with this message, which is on a painting in front of me. In our home, let love abide and bless those who step inside. That is what I want MX Vice to be. In our MX Vice. Let love abide and bless those who step inside. Bless you, James. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, Lewis. Um, Do you want me to have a blessed day? Of course. Um, I'm just a little bit scared. um, Of what I've been spoken? No, no, you've actually been quite nice to me today for once. I I said it on a previous podcast. New Year, I'm not going to get angry. Okay. New Year, I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get angry at anyone this year. Really? I I can't be asked. I literally cannot be asked to be angry. Oh, wow. I'm very zen. I was going to say, have you, have you been rubbing your Buddha belly? I can't be asked. I'm, I can't be asked with a grief. So I'm not getting angry. How many times have you been to the gym since you've been out there? Well, I've bloody not been able to breathe for the last two weeks. That's oh. another thing. See, it's all, it's all, it's classic me. I think everything apart from motocross has really gotten away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go and have a rest. Go and have a rest. Go sleep. Let love abide and bless those who step inside. Uh, yeah, you're losing us now. Um, thank you once again, Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful Handlebars, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Thank you, James Burfield. Thank you, Lewis Phillips. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for your continued support of MX Vice. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear on this podcast moving forward. If, if you want anything specific, we're working on a few different things for this year. You Saturdays with Sewer coming soon. The Watson Wagon Show potentially Ooh. coming soon. A Ooh. few different things. I like this. Beating around the bush with Beaten potentially coming soon. I don't. <laughs> I haven't got that one. Hasn't got a name yet. That's in very early. <laughs> I would like to say beating the bush with Beaten. Beaten the bush. Yeah, that's in very uh, early stages. But anyway. Working on a few things, new things coming soon, always trying to improve. Bear with us. I'm trying my best. We're all trying our best. Just bear with us. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with episode 92, the Valentin Guio episode. I guess you could call it if this is a Jeremy Sewer one. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Goodbye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. 
no matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.